0: Welcome to the Plug in India electric vehicle podcast. It, this is our weekly show on the happenings in the Indian electric vehicle scene. I am Rafi Halim. Normally Abhishek is here with us, but today I am here with Kamlesh, the founder of Plug in India, and we also have Farah with us who is the producer of the podcast. This happens to be our 21st episode of the Plug in India electric vehicle weekly podcast. And today's topic is let's manufacture and not import. Kamlesh I want to say that I have seen you all week riding around on your E-Trans in the rainy Pune monsoons. Where have you been going with the etrans all week and what's going uh, on at India?
1: Hi Rafay, good to be back. I've been using the electric moped called uh, the Pure EV e and it's been more than a year and I had to give it for service so I had to take it in the rain uh, to the service center and I'd actually blogged about it in our forums. Where uh, if you if you go to the Pure EV Service section, you'll find my blog on the Etrans service experience. So pretty good service experience. I met uh, the team from the Pure EV Hyderabad. They uh, serviced my Etrans and they also checked my battery for any uh, imbalances in the cell, and they also showed me the battery cell, external cell equalizers. So pretty interesting uh, week. Uh, we also have got a scooter from a Pune-based company called Robot Mobility. Uh, we got a scooter for them. For, for around four three to four days and we had uh, Atulji test the scooter and we finished the shoot of that.
0: Awesome, Kamlesh. That's great to hear. And uh, I also heard that you had you got to see a new device called the battery uh, tester. Right. Uh, what do you think about this device? Do you think more EV companies should have such testers in their uh, service centers?
1: What I saw is it's, uh, it seemed to be a uh, Chinese uh, equipment. If I, when I looked at it closely, there were some Chinese fonts, Chinese letters. Mm. What what I think is it's an external cell equalizer. What it does is it just checks if there's any, any cell that is having a lower voltage compared to other cells. If the battery pack is in imbalanced state, it boosts the voltage of that cell, which has a lower voltage and uh, balances it. Pure EV told us that they'll be giving this equipment to all the dealers and all the customers who are owning a Pure EV scooter or a, uh, e trans moped should go to the service center at least once or six, once in 6 months and get the batteries checked just for the better health so that that will ensure that you know this all the cells uh, are equalized and the batteries in good health it's a it's a good uh, practice uh, i don't know why other uh, scooter manufacturers like hero Okinawa don't do it in their case they don't even manufacture the batteries right they uh, they have other vendor for a battery so they don't care about batteries what purvi is doing is a good thing and uh, it was good to experience it first time
0: Right. So the Batrix Faraday is good. And you said even though it's Chinese, it's a good idea. Maybe Indian companies like MECO, for instance, or some other uh, electronics manufacturers like MassTech could manufacture similar equipment if only the EV uh, OEMs are more interested. So thanks for that and uh, glad that you enjoyed the rovlet. I also looked at the pictures and it looked like a classical LML Vespa. And uh, it seems these Chinese are copying almost every brand on the planet. So <laughs> right. so okay now coming back to uh, our topic this week, which is uh, exactly the reverse of what we've been talking about let's manufacture or import. this episode of the Plugin India podcast is brought to you by our awesome patreon and YouTube members. For as little as just one dollar a month, you can contribute to the work of plug in India and help keep the channel independent. Once you are a member you get access to our Discord server where you can interact with the Plugin India team members on a daily basis. Go to www.patreon.com/pluginindia or click on the join button on our YouTube channel. Let's start with our first news item. Uh, first off we have Make in India EV powertrains and components, Sona Comstar and Anand Group. So this is an article about three companies which are coming together. There's an Israeli company called IRP Systems and uh, an Indian company called Anand Group and a South Korean company called Mando Group. And they are going to design and build EV powertrains, motors and a lot more. So basically the backend components, the nuts and bolts which actually make an EV go. And it seems to be very promising. Uh, these companies already have expertise in certain areas and they are going to combine that into a specifically EV powertrain and EV motor and EV battery and EV controller. So uh, they are promising quite a lot. They say that it will substantially improve the performance, the feel and the right quality of any EV which re- utilizes their components. Uh, Kamlesh, can you tell us a little yeah. bit more about how they are going to go about doing this? What are the financials like? What do you, what do you think about uh, this?
1: Yes, uh, Rafay, there are two, JV is happening. One is Sona, Sona Comstar and another one is Anand Group. Both these groups are huge groups uh, supplying components to the Indian ice uh, vehicle industry. And uh, essentially, let's talk about the both the JVs. So, so the first JV is between Sona Comstar and uh, Israel's IRP systems. The Israel's IRP systems is a provider of electric powertrain solutions. This essentially is going to be a JV and they're going to call it iCreate, uh, which stands uh-huh. for International Center for Entrepreneurship and Technology. They will invent a new powertrain, manufacture it, and market it globally. They claim that this new powertrain will give uh, this uh, JV a global competitive advantage. Apparently, they will be build, designing a prototype, they'll be building a prototype, and manufacturing a high efficiency, high efficiency, low cost, magnetless powertrain motor and controller. Uh, so yeah, so this this is the JV uh, between Suno Comstar and uh, IRP Systems. They haven't given much details about what the product is right now. Do they even have a product right now? Uh, so we have to just wait and watch. Uh, on the other hand, you have an auto component maker called Anand Group, which is a very large group as is, is existing since 1960s. And uh, they have joined hands with South Korea's Mando Corporation to cater to the electric vehicle seg- segment in our country. Apparently they'll manufacture uh, EV components for two and three wheelers. They're also setting up a manufacturing facility in Rajasthan with the investment of 50 crores and that will employ 300 to 450 people making EV components. So Rafael, what do you think about these
0: uh, very informative? I feel it is really very promising, although together these companies have not actually got any product in the market or uh, have this uh, r and technology in any vehicles, but they're all good companies, big companies, and I'm sure they'll be putting in solid r and effort. And uh, it seems that they're always already investing in that fashion. Uh, Mando, for instance, already is a supplier f- of many rotating electricals to Hyundai and Kia, although we don't really know what motors and what controllers are going to be developed in the joint venture. But we are looking, uh, we feel that something good is happening, something big is definitely happening and uh, you'll get uh, products which are tuned to the electric vehicle application. So that's something to really look forward to. It will definitely, uh, their investment will help the entire EV ind- Indian EV industry. Right folks, so next up we have Ola Electric, a really massive company recently launched and they're setting up a massive manufacturing facility in South India. And we have some more details about them. So 80 to 150 kilometer range, that's what we know. And uh, although there is uh, is some new information out about the scooter, Uh, the top variant is rumored to be named the S Series and will have a real-world range of 150 kilometers. Now, uh, Ola is something many people are looking forward to and they already received more than a lakh bookings with 500 rupees per booking and people from all over India have been booking Ola actually putting off their decision to purchase an EV of maybe one of the other top brands like Ather, Bajaj or one of the other manufacturers who are offering EVs. So this is a big deal. Uh, Kamlesh, right. can you tell us a little bit more about the specifications that we now know about the Ola electric scooter?
1: So, again, all this is more like rumors, uh, Rafib. So, one thing is Ola will set up hypercharge stations, we know that. So, we also initially thought that there's going to be uh, removable batteries, but looks like uh, we're getting information that the battery is going to be a fixed battery. It won't be a removable battery. They, they might have the banana-shaped battery, but they will ensure that it's locked to the on the footboard and uh, it won't be removable. These are mo- mostly rumors, but uh, we've also got some confirmation emails from the Ola PR team who, who have in fact told us that the battery will be fixed battery. So uh, Ola mm-hmm. is not releasing any information on their website on the specific specifications or the features of the scooter. It's more like, okay, here is here are the colors. Here is this is Ola electric scooter and uh, nice okay, pay, pay, give me your money. So that's what's happening as yeah. of now, and people are paying, giving money, and many people have booked it all over India. Actually, Kamish, so, I
0: remember in the early days of Tesla in the US, people did yeah. just the same, and yeah. they were happy to pay that money and keep it with the company because <laughs> <Right. laughs> they just wanted that product. So maybe that's right. the case.
1: Yeah. So there are some concerns that we have about this, uh, Rafe. Right. One thing is uh, they're not going to looks like they're not going to appoint dealers all over India. It's going to be uh, Ola will deliver the scooter at your home and they might service at your home and they might have a few experience centers in major cities so that's how it's going to be that's the model they're taking unlike the traditional uh, vehicle uh, oem plus slash dealer model where you'll have a local dealer and the local dealer invest money and you'll have support and service from the dealer Uh, essentially what ola is treating the scooter as a consumer appliance product they deliver the scooter to your home and then you if there's any issue you take it to the service center or they'll come to your home and fix it. The challenge is that uh, Ola would, would have to create a service set network all over India. What we feel is that a scooter cannot be treated like a home appliance, where people just replace a faulty product with a new product. A scooter is going to be used for more than five years. And uh, more than a lakh people from all over India have booked the scooter. I know some friends who have booked the scooter from Assam. I know some friends who have booked the scooter in some small towns in Kerala. Now, if Ola does not have a service network, to match this spread of sales, then many people will be disappointed. And this is going to be a big area of concern for me.
0: Right now, the kind of enthusiasm and the bubbling optimism that we can see in the EV, uh, potential EV owners community, that might take a big hit if the service network doesn't actually pan out. But we do see Ola making heavy investment and that big factory that is coming up. I feel that they've got all of this in the works. Right, right now for us, it's just going to be a wait and watch. We just hope that they pan out that service network.
1: Exactly. So, so one one positive is that, you know, companies appoint dealers. The problem is not all dealers provide consistent support, True. Uh, quality of support. Some dealers might uh, provide very good support. Some dealers might report very bad support. Service. So that's what we observed in the EV industry. Right? So
0: probably that's why Ola now, is trying to uh, take control of the service situation at least initially. And uh, then maybe exactly. they might open out to dealers.
1: If, if I'm a user of a scooter, I would rather get my scooter serviced by people at the company rather than a dealer guy whom I, who might not know... The intricacies of the exactly. design
0: of the equipment. He might okay. be able to replace a few parts and accessories, but the major motor, the BMS, the battery, you want that to be serviced by a proper company professional.
1: Right, that's one thing. And many we've heard many stories where you know dealers not in, interested in servicing and they're really interested in making some money.
0: And that's losing out business in the long term, which is bad for the company and for everybody else.
1: Exactly. So we'll have to see how this pans out. Uh, There are pros and cons to this approach, but uh, it's an interesting uh, strategy by Ola.
0: And also Kamlesh, I was uh, pretty disappointed with uh, losing that three banana shaped batteries design. That was something very appealing for some reason, which I felt, okay, you can have one battery 80, two batteries, 163 batteries, 240. And that was kind of a wonderful thought. Um i wish uh, this is not true and they do have some plans to have ve- uh, different ranges and upgradable battery packs. color options i am missing green <laughs>
1: and,
0: right. and bright blue i mean they've got a pastel blue they've got a dark blue so uh, but still it's a fantastic job they've really done good with the color palette on the face of it and it's a good product let's hope the battery part is not a deal breaker for many potential ev owners who may not have a location to charge where they park their scooter whether it's on the road or maybe in the building, but they don't have a power outlet nearby. So removing the battery and taking it home to charge would have been what they would have been imagining with the original specs of the app scooter. I think we'll keep an eye out and uh, see what announcements we have from the Ola electric
1: team. I'm just waiting for tweets. Uh, Looks like what's happening is the Ola team is every week they're using two or three tweets on a specific feature or specific function of the scooter so I I initially thought that they're going to have a release event a launch event and uh, they're they're going to announce the pricing they're going to announce the specifications features but looks like that's not happening they are just taking bookings just like what happened in 2015 when when Elon Musk launched the Tesla model 3 it's
0: not traditional at all it's just uh, going with
1: the flow there were no details announced no specifications announced but still Elon Musk took thousand dollars as a booking fee right and And, there were there were lacks of bookings at that time so something similar is happening here and I hope the delivery won't happen won't take long just like the Model 3 so we know that Model 3 customers got their car after three or four years time
0: <laughs> no I don't think that will happen either Kamilish, because yeah. I think they've got a ready product the design is ready and that factory is on its way so so guys with that we move on to our final uh, piece of news that we have for you it's about Tesla and Hyundai versus Ola should India reduce import duty for electric cars now, there's been a major tweet war going on between Elon Musk and many other people where Elon says the founder, who is the founder of Tesla, wants the Indian government to reduce import duties for electric cars. And we have Agarwal of Ola on the other side, who says that we should allow companies to build in India and not have any rebates or discounts for companies coming from outside. So uh, in view of... Uh, Tesla actually setting up a gigafactory in the country basically we feel that the government should considerably reduce the import duties Uh, currently they are pegged at 120 percent so that more than doubles the price of the car which makes it absolutely impossible for them to have any kind of mass number sale Uh, only the crazy people who really want that brand and very few of them there are will actually purchase that brand. This is something that Hyundai Motors has also uh, backed up, which we'll get down uh, with Kamlesh later. They also say that there should be a reduction on the import duty. It should be brought down to say 40%, they say. Uh, That's what Tesla is asking for. And uh, with that, Let's get Kamlesh in on this dialogue. Kamlesh, what, about, what are your views on this? Uh, Tesla, Hyundai, Ola, what's going on?
1: Uh, basically, Essentially, Elon Musk is asking uh, the go- Indian government to reduce the import duty. Hyundai Motor India's SS Kim said that you know it's going to take more time to manufacture uh, EVs in India, so we want the government to reduce the import duty of uh, CBUs. Uh, yeah, they, they essentially want to get their uh, foreign-made cars into Indian market. And uh, the Indian government is not budging and, uh, Tesla, while Tesla is not launching their Indian operations until government uh, reduces the import duties. So it's all in a stalemate as of now. While this is happening, Babi shagarwal you know, who has invested a lot of money uh, in creating the Ola electric brand and, uh, and a, a huge gigafactory in uh, Tamil Nadu, he tweeted and said that uh, he disagrees with both uh, Elon Musk and uh, Hyundai, uh, Hyundai Motor India's CEO. He says that Let's have the confidence in our ability to build indigenously and also attract global OEMs to build in India and not just import. Uh, so there's a tweet, Twitter war going on and many people are not happy with Bhavish because many many people in the EV community they're excited for Tesla to come enter India.
0: Right Kamlesh. So uh, basically uh, what I see is Tesla is coming in with a CBU which is a completely built unit and we would prefer that at least they have a CKD, completely knocked down unit which they assemble in India so some of the revenues and the factory and the knowledge transfer starts happening. Bhavish Agarwal is already doing that. He is basically manufacturing as much as he can in India. He's got that giga factory being set up almost complete right, right now. So what is the problem? Why? Why? Let's bring Hyundai in over here. What is Hyundai
1: doing? <laughs> I think uh, whatever Hyundai, Hyundai Motors CEO, whatever he, he's saying that, you know, uh, we are developing a made in India affordable mass market TV. But I don't see that happening. There is no um, India-specific EV team that is investing in creating a small, small electric car, like for example the uh, Electric i10 or the Electric i20. Those, those are the small cars that will do so well in India, right? Those are the cars that uh, most yeah, Indian market appeal. families have, have, have appeal for. I mean, they have not made any announcement, or not, uh, they don't have any uh, uh, local team that is actually focusing on R&D. Creating Indian, India-specific electric cars in India. The MD of uh, Hyundai Motor India is saying is more like what I feel is more corporate uh, corporate talk. So ultimately, he wants to get more CB, CBUs, the CKDs, into India. Uh, what we have observed is that the Hyundai Kona electric car, which is launched in India, is a CKD, and that was launched back in at the end of 2018. And it's been more than two years, and still, they don't have any sort of localization uh, done for India. They are getting the CKDs from Korea and then they are uh, assembling it and selling it here. We have also observed issues with that kind of a CKD uh, uh, strategy. In uh, Many Kona many Kona electric cars in India had uh, battery issues and uh, uh, we also know some uh, Kona owners in our community who face this issue and uh, they could not get good support, local support there was no R&D team in India. They had to send their batteries to Chennai, and then they, they had a South Korean team visiting or remotely diagnosing the battery. So And their car was stuck in the service center for two or three months.
0: Also, so, the pandemic didn't help at all because that completely killed their supply line. Nothing local could be done. So people were really right. stuck. So in an emergency right, like that, you don't want to be stuck without no, a car.
1: But the point is, with if you don't invest in local R&D, local service and support, Dedicated for electric vehicles. That that is a problem for the Indian component ecosystem, and also pro- it's a problem for Indian customers, right? If, if you let companies to you know get CKDs willy nilly, all these companies mm. like Hyundai, Nissan, uh, Kia, Chinese yeah, uh, yeah. car companies, they'll all get CKDs, and this is what is going to happen, right? So you, th- this is a major concern for me. My only concern is that you know if we. Uh, extend support to Tesla and reduce the uh, import duty, then we'll also have to support other MNC car companies like Hyundai, Kia, Nissan and Chinese car companies who will get CKDs and not set up operations in India just like what Hyundai did with the Kona. And that will affect our customers, that will affect the Indian uh, component industry uh, and our Indian EV ecosystem. So uh, ultimately the EV component ecosystem has to grow in India. If uh, if we leave it to market and corporations, they will only do what is best for them, right? Uh, what I feel is if auto OEMs have it their way, they'll just get CKDs for the next five years because their their focus is to sell more ICE cars and, poly- and uh, SUVs. Their focus is not to sell electric, electric cars. All these companies want to sell only ICE cars. That is their focus. Now, if you increase them to get CKDs, they'll be happy to get CKDs and uh, make some money out of a little bit of EV sales that happens. And we've already seen it with Hyundai, with the Kona for the past two and a half years. That is why I agree with Bavish Agarwal that, you know, these companies, if they want to, if they're really serious about EVs, come and make here. Don't sit and cry about import duties and you want to import CKDs.
0: Um, Yeah, in the end, I also feel the government needs to consider and is considering foreign exchange. uh, Whether they have import duty or not, there is still a large amount of foreign exchange uh, going out of the country. So that's something that uh, they would be considering as well. And it would definitely be a hard choice. Our ICE OEMs need a kick in the ass and our uh, EV startups are not big enough to do a national level rollout. So somewhere, uh, something's got to give, you know, you've got to let somebody in, one bad boy like Tesla to shake up the entire market. And (laughs) that's where I would leave it.
1: So I think the best way to go is to get some commit from commitment from Tesla and you know you set up a gigafactory in the next two or three years. If you do that, then we can reduce importity. Something like that would work, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Some creative approach will have to be taken, yeah. keeping these things in mind. Exactly. So awesome, I, I think this is a very interesting policy question and everybody's made their points which really do have logical basis and they right. pan out. In the end, I, I hope uh, we end up doing what's best for all of us. For our country, for our ecology as well.
1: So I think the government should be very clever here. It should, you know, understand that these ICE companies are just want to sell ICE vehicles, but yeah. Tesla wants to sell electric vehicles. So, <laughs> so have a separate loop for Tesla. But I don't know if that will legally work out. so ah, so
0: if a company is purely an EV company and has zero ICE in its portfolio, then they get a uh, rebate on the import duty. So That's done. a brilliant suggestion, Kamlesh. I hope someone in the government is listening, and no, no, but- uh, maybe this is how the policy could be formulated.
1: So there is a lobby also uh, from both sides. Tesla is lobbying from their side, but there's a bigger lobby uh, from the ICE car industry. From the
0: ICE cars as well, which which is yeah. kind of not apparent. They've been there for so long that we don't even notice them anymore. So
1: <laughs> it's it, it feels very good to you know let Tesla do whatever they want. But at the same time, I think government is right in its own way. They're safeguarding. Uh, their revenues and long uh, term long-term, benef- long-term uh, benefit for the Indian EV ecosystem. So we'll have to wait and watch and see how this goes on. So, uh,
0: with that, guys, we have come to an end of our uh, weekly podcast and see you all next week. Goodbye.
1: All right, guys, I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Plugin India Electric Vehicle Podcast. You can find transcripts for each episode on our website. Plugin India is an EV advocacy group and a social enterprise dedicated to promoting electric vehicles and sustainable transport in India. You can write to us at support at PluginIndia.com or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. We are cell phone, and not a part of any large media organization. If you want to support our work, why not become a Patreon supporter or a YouTube channel member? It helps in paying our staff and bandwidth. You can also support the show for free. Write a review or recommend us to your friends and family. Every little bit helps. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks for listening. Bye.